Welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. As always, I am joined by my co-host, the host of Jack AM on Twitch, Jack Allison. Bit of housekeeping before we get into our show. Remember to leave us those five-star reviews on iTunes. Really helps people discover our show. And if you're enjoying the show, maybe you want to get a little bit more of it. You can subscribe at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus to get tons and tons of bonus episodes and the new episodes ad-free. Thank you so much to all our listeners and subscribers. We could not do this without you. Jack, video game episode. Yeah. I know everybody's talking about it. Halo Infinite is out. It's finally here. Yeah. I've been playing a bit of it. I know you've been playing a lot of it. What do you think? You know, I've been playing a lot of both the multiplayer and the single player. And, you know, I think a lot of the complaints about the multiplayer, you know, like playlists and, you know, the battle pass, like these are all fair complaints. But I think as far as the actual like gameplay itself in the multiplayer, it's really fucking solid. It feels so smooth and it feels like it just feels like really good like new halo and um yeah i don't know i think three for three has always been pretty good with the multiplayer but this one feels like the smoothest of all of them um but i also you know i you know the campaign came out just a couple days ago and i've been playing a lot of the campaign and i think that three for three has finally like figured out the secret sauce of of making a halo campaign i think this kind of feels it feels like Halo 1 to me. You kind of have the same feeling of, you know, that this is massive and open and that it's like cool. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, I like all the, the, the Bungie Halo campaigns. I especially like Reach a whole lot. But this one is really giving me those feelings I had when I first played the first Halo on Xbox, like when the Zeta Halo opens up, it's almost like a micro open world game. It's not like a fully open world. It's more like there are sort of side quests you can do sort of around every main quest. And it's working really well for me. You know, there's an interesting, I mean, I guess every game has this now, but there's like an upgrade system built into it. And I've been spending a ton of time just combing for all of the Spartan points, you know, and like getting all my FOBs. Like there's something kind of fun and almost Death Stranding-ish about this where they're like, you're rebuilding the UNSC on Zeta Halo for us. Like, thank you, Master Chief, for rebuilding the UNSC with these FOBs. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm a good couple of hours into it, a decent chunk of time, and I've really only gotten through the second story mission. So I'm really just having a lot of fun kind of doing these little instances, going around to bases and getting my Spartan points and all this kind of shit. Yeah, so I've been playing it for a bit. And Jack, like you saying, it reminded you of Halo 1. I can definitely see that. But the thing is, I never really liked Halo 1. I never really got super into halo and this game uh especially the multiplayer is reminding me why like i never got an xbox before it's like i just halo just doesn't do it for me as a a, the aesthetic doesn't work for me and i mean jack you were talking about rebuilding like this is from what i understand jack i haven't been playing too too much attention uh to the storyline and but it seems like you are a 
a ten foot tall, um, some sort of uh, fascist um, Nazi experiment built to commit a one man gen genocide against these little creatures who just run away from you most of the time. They just run from you. What is going on with this the game? Ongoy Why am I shooting these little guys the in the back? Ongoy are, 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 you know, the front line. They, they're the front line of, you know, for the Sengali. I could get you, I could tell you the entire plot about this. I really could. Why am I murdering all these little people? I'm, even when you get down to the planet, uh -huh. like, you're, you're first of all, you're in, like, some armada, and you go from ship to ship murdering these little creatures <laughs> for whatever reason, and then you land on this planet, and there's more of them there, and the your little... AI person says, oh, there's more monsters trying to kill us here. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not monsters. They're people they, that you're well, shooting in the back. That's always been part of Halo, which I kind of find fun. Is that they, And they got rid of that, I think, in Halo 4 or 5. I can't remember. Maybe both. In those, they had all the Covenant kind of speaking their own weird languages, so you couldn't understand them. I always like that the grunts are like, holy shit, he's coming. Ah! And like, run! He's killing grunts! I kind of like it. Why um, am I killing these these people jack why well, am i well, doing this well leslie because there was a there was a religion of alien races that was you know spanned a bunch of different alien races like the ungoy which are the grunts that you see there the sangeli which are the the elites and then i can't remember the name of the brutes but they're the brutes uh, and they were all united in this religion because they found this relic that was called the Halo. And so as you play through all the Halo games, eventually the proper covenant ends up having a truce with Earth. And we end up forming a truce and like covenant forces fight alongside Earth. But who you're fighting to in this you know episode of Halo is the Banished, which are like a new... You know, the Covenant has a truce with humans and they think the Covenant is like too lib. And so they are believing that the prophets are going to return and are like, you know, more brutal and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so humanity has already lost a battle on the Zeta Halo. So you're joining, you know, the Zeta Halo having lost already to uh, the Banished. And so you're trying to take it back. For the UNSC, and you know they managed to attack all your ships, and uh, that's where you ended up. It's a Halo game, pretty much. That's the way it goes. So why am I killing them? Why am I murdering them, Jack? Why they're am trying I to kill you? They're they want to kill. They want to take the Zeta Halo and turn it into a weapon to destroy Earth. That they believe in eradicating humanity altogether. You know, you gotta I'm save. So, I'm Earth. sorry, I actually, I actually faded out halfway through. In this. So I, I like gee, that is very complicated. Because it's not really it, that it, important. And in fact, I don't even think the story of this one is that good. And as I like look back on it, as fun as the games are, and as much as I kind of like enjoy the texture of the lore of Halo, I don't think the story is <clears throat> particularly good in any of them. Uh, I think this one has just the same kind of like just babble fucking nonsense with them talking about the forerunner and the reclaimer and blah, blah, blah. It has just the same kind of like tone of a halo plot, but it's not particularly great. What I like is the capturing FOBs. What I like is the, you know, the very, the kind of metal gear solid five of going around and capturing new forward operating bases and earning points to have new guns in my little open world area. And also, just the gunfights are all great so far. Is it like Far Cry-ish too, right? It's a little bit. So it's kind of like little like 
small open world areas around each um you know main mission and so yeah you do go around and you do little sort of gunfights at these fobs and then you're able to fast travel to those and spawn weapons and stuff like that so you can kind of always go back there as your home base and the more valor points you earn the more shit you get at your FOBs. And so like, the more side stuff you do. I mean, listen, Leslie. Are there blood points and soil points they as are, well? They're, relig- they're, a, they're an evil race of aliens who are religious fanatics and suicide bomb at you. So and oh, this okay. came out in like, you know, this was being developed in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so I can just le- and you're playing as the UNSC, the United Nations, but you're playing as a Marine, a Marine yeah. who goes to a world with religious fanatics led by like insane hair, like, you know, insane prophets. And they yeah, try to suicide leaders. bomb you. Yeah, I don't really I don't really need to get into exactly what the politics of Halo are because they're quite bad, to be honest with you. This is a very jingoistic, you know, very uh, pro-military story. And some of the writers make it, you know, they they question those things. But it's a very pro-military sort of, you know, (laughs) anti-Islam kind of uh, uh, thing going on at the core of Halo. You know, a game uh, Infinite reminded me of. To the point where, like, I feel like the people who are making this game play a lot of it, Doom, the new Doom. I feel like yeah. it borrows a lot from it. Even the upgrade system is feels exact, uh, very similar to Doom. I like it better Doom. than the new Doom, but or new Doom, um, but well, Doom Eternal anyway. I don't mean the like. I don't know. Maybe juries maybe out Doom on Eternal that first is Doom. not as good. Doom, yeah, Doom I Eternal agree. is not as good. But the first Doom is pretty goddamn. The good, first Doom is very very good, and I and jury's still out on whether I like it better than that one or not. But I definitely like it better than Doom Eternal. Um, and yeah, I do feel like it. It really does feel like Halo, but the you know the the new zipline thing you know, really does kind of add a, a little bit more uh, a little bit more speed uh, to these battles, which makes it does feel a little bit more doom. I just wish the enemies weren't were a little bit smarter. They kind of just stand around and wait for you to shoot them when doom, the demons are always like coming after you. It almost becomes like a rhythm game in this. Like if you just go out of their uh, line of sight, they just stand there. It's like, All right, where do you go? <laughs> I think that there's there the way Halo has always been in the campaigns is like each little character, each type has their own little AI that they do. And so you kind of get used to just like that's where the pattern is in Halo. And that's where the gameplay loop is in Halo is kind of learning, you know, the different tactics that they each use. But, you know, they kind of are very sort of limited, like you're saying, into like just those tactics. It's not like they're... um particularly, you know, smart or anything. I do like, actually, uh, I think the Marines are more useful in this one. The Marines that, like, have always kind of been at your side in Halo campaigns. The Marines in this one have better AI, and you can kind of bring them along for these open-world gunfights. And, in fact, that stuff that gets unlocked at your FOB is, like, stronger Marines. Um, And they're pretty decent, actually. You know, and it is kind of fun to just, like, load up a Warthog with Marines and go out for a gunfight. It's, It's pretty decent. Yeah, and the co, but the co-op is not ready. Yet. Not ready yet. No, and I, I do think it'll be fun. I think the guns are more fun. 
The guns are good. The guns have uh, like they're you know I think I like the new the bulldog, which is like a shotgun. It's like the Halo shotgun, but less devastating. But it has a faster rate of fire. It's kind of fun to unload a bunch of shotgun shots in. And um, yeah, I think some of the new guns are pretty nice. And but I I can't deny that I end up like taking out the old ones pretty often. You know. Um, I take the battle rifle and the assault and the assault rifle with me almost every time I leave my FOB. Because that was one thing I never liked about Halo. The guns seem are were pretty pedestrian compared to something like Resistance and even Killzone. They had those weirder, more sci-fi weapons where it's like you know a lightning bullet that tracks, or you know, there's more of that in this now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is almost what contributes to the like it's kind of like doom feeling is, you know, you have these electric guns and you can chain attacks across like three guys uh, and kill them all at the same time and stuff like that. Kind of also like Deathloop ended up being. Yeah, fun shit. All right. So that's our first impress uh, first impressions of Halo Infinite. But there's tons more gaming stuff to talk about because the video game awards were last night. Um, lots of controversy leading into this one. Uh, I, I'm sure most people following gaming news have probably heard this story. The Activision Blizzard, um, I don't know what to call it. Is scandal seems too small a word to describe what's actually what we've learned about. I mean, is that guy actual- going to lose his job? I mean, that guy, like, it, like the CEO Bobby Kotick, right, is like yeah. on the ropes. It really feels like with this shit. Yeah, huh. so there was just a huge, massive system of wise, wise culture, yeah, uh, and misogyny, and just absolutely rampant throughout the entire uh, corporation and mistreatment of employees. And a lot of people were asking since uh, Jeff, uh, K- uh, how you pronounce his name? Is Jeff Keeley? Jeff Keeley, uh, the host and creator behind the video game awards you know he like he sometimes does take stands about this stuff like when uh konami didn't allow kojima to accept an award uh for metal gear solid 5 he took a stand and he spoke out but when it came to this massive you know uh abuse uh of, of you know developers by uh this huge company he was like you know what it's really about the games. <laughs> His initial <laughs> response this is, you know, we don't really want to bring the the vibe down uh, with this talk of this other stuff out there. It's just, it's really about the games. And, you know, it's not as important as Kojima not being able to accept an award. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess that they opened the top of the show or something like that. Jeff Keighley, did he open the top of the show being like gaming abuse is bad? And yeah, should, he did. He did say not something. Be doing any of that kind of crap. Yeah, he did change his tune a bit, and he. And I think they did say that they didn't allow Activision to participate uh, as a corporation in the awards. But people were asking, they their games should be uh, delisted. They shouldn't be able to be nominated for an award either. And his argument was, well, that would be punishing the devs, like. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't really know <laughs> if the V, if, if the developer of, if you know, you're doing crunch for, you know, sixteen. You're doing sixteen hour days. Like your dream is to get like one of the extremely fake video game awards at the end of it all. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Should we go through whatever? The, I didn't watch the game awards, but you know, I did what any what any what any gamer would do and just wait for there to be a big roundup of all the videos the next yeah. day. 
I don't need to watch fucking Jeff Keighley get up on stage and say, like, gaming means so much to all of us or whatever. Let's get into the good shit here. The advertisements. The advertisements (laughs) that were played during the show. That's what we're talking about here is the wonderful ads that we all got to see. All right. So which uh, one were you most interested in? The one I maybe think is the most like bizarre and has the potential to be the weirdest, the like weirdest and almost worst, perhaps Uh, Star Wars Eclipse, Quantic Dreams, David Cage is being handed uh, uh, Star Wars. And it's said during the High Republic era. Yeah. Because it seems like it's trying to be both prequel and sequels at the same time because like there's right. that big there's like the sith like uh cultural center that they have in the yeah. uh, new like where you know i guess like the, the sith apparently have like a extreme they spend a lot on like the arts because like there's all these drummers and singers yeah. and shit and that goes through it but you also see uh coruscant looking very prequelsly as well in yoda at the um jedi council I've played the David Cage games, and I I think this is, like, strange. It really is, like, strange that this is even happening. It's very weird uh, to me that they would pick him, but it seems to make sense because he's, like, an auteur, right? Like, And so it's, like, they got in their head that they, if we're going to hire a director for... Uh, you know, if we're going to get find somebody to do a Star Wars game, we need to get like a, the best video game director right. there is. And who is that other than Kojima? I guess David I Cage. mean, yeah, uh, it is pretty <laughs> wild. It's pretty wild. It's sort of in the realm of like almost David Cage like story games. Star Trek is going to be getting a new series from some of the folks that like left Telltale or something like that. Um it looks kind of cool. Bach is in it uh, somehow, but they still had like the mo- I think it was set around the DS9 Voyager era. Uh, uh-huh. It looked like, at least from the costumes, it was the late season uh, DS9 with the gray uh, shoulder pads, which I like. The- you know the the gray the gray shoulder pads, the little bit. That's the um, God. What's the is, isn't that the first contact? Is where that kind of got uh, where that was first seen in. It might have been. It might have been first contact. That was the first one. But it, it you basically see all of you see Voyagers, you see Next Generation, and you see um, Deep Space Nine all with that uniform. It's a very good uniform. It, yeah. it looks interesting enough. On the Telltale front, apparently Telltale is still still exists. Uh, we did yeah, an episode. What the hell? We did an episode a while back about the dissolution of Telltale and how the mismanagement of the company screwed over all the developers. Another example of abuse that maybe Jeff could have uh, mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. But the we got a trailer for The Expanse, a Telltale series. So apparently the company is still around and back and still doing another uh, licensed game for a popu- for a well-loved yeah. but not that popular a brand, <laughs> and this is what ran them out of business in the first place. Because of course, I hear the Expanse Telltale series. I'm like, oh wow, awesome! You get to play as drama. Oh, fucking sweet! Of course, I'm gonna buy it day one. But like, not that many people are. And this, and they kept, they kept getting these properties, uh, like that. Whether it was, you know, what was it, the uh, Wolf Among Us, a great game, but how yeah. many people are gonna buy it? I don't, I don't know. I. I'm surprised they stuck with this business plan. Even they couldn't even get people to buy their Game of Thrones game. Their whole plan is getting licenses, and they're only able to land kind of like sort of middling licenses. Even after having done, 
you know, Walking Dead. And I swear it's because their engine is just not that good anymore. It's like way it was like not that good when they first made it. And they just have refused to ever like to to change it and upgrade it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm more excited for the Star Trek one. That one seems a little more interesting to me. And just the look of it seems kind of cool. Um, also, I'm like, I guess we're getting a Dune game. No, well, they're, they're doing Dune Spice Wars. They're going to do a Dune RTS. Let me tell you something. The trailer for that one made me like want to play an RTS. I can't because I can't <laughs> do it with mouse and keyboard. But my God, wow. that was that was the best trailer of all because they just uh, pulled these quotes from Dune with like some pretty goddamn good voice acting. And the last line is, this is my Dune. I'm like, fucking hell Yes. That seems like some it. good shit. I people are going to lose their lives to this. I think it actually we should consider like China like legislation putting <laughs> Dune with a four X strategy game. There's a certain type of man that just will never leave his house now. I, I swear to God, I, I know it's, uh, several me. listeners. Might be me. Could be me. It could be me. We'll see what happens. I've never really been able to like like super get good at any rts i like them but i just can't get good at them i like i'm not i'm not like fast enough or something but uh the trailer for this looks sick and just the idea of playing a good looking dune rts listen leslie i you know i'm not even like the biggest fan of the new dune movie but i did go see it again in imax and it fucking kicked ass to watch an imax and i do like all the kind of like I, you know, aside from like, I wish it had a little bit more color, but I like the way the like thropters look and shit like that. Like, I think that the I, that sounds fun to me to be like churning those out and making a uh, making my own Arrakis. Sounds good. I'm into it. Oh yes, uh, I think going, so. Everybody's going to be fucking Harkonnen pilled by uh, when this shit comes out. <laughs> I swear to God, the Harkonnens are op. The Harkon Harkonnens are op. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we have. Going the other way from a movie to game, this is instead a game into a TV series. Halo Mm -hmm. is getting a Paramount Plus series, Jack. I'll give it a shot, but like we even talked about earlier in this episode, like the plot of Halo is just so fucking like weird and sort of military-ish. You know, they've tried this before. I watched it. They did Halo Nightfall. They did a weird like web series to sort of lead up to Halo 5. And it ended up featuring the Spartan that you play as in, a lot in Halo 5. Um, and it wasn't very good. Um, the, 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 the look and the effects in this one look a lot better than, uh, than Nightfall did. And so I guess I'll give it a shot. But I'm just like... In the end, you're just watching a show about like space marines. You know, you're watching just a sort of live action thing about like what if like U.S. Marines were in space, <laughs> and that kind of sucks a little bit. Oh, it's going to be fun because we're going to hear the uh, Halo went woke complaints because it's not <laughs> as fascist as the games are. But I do it, think Chief looks pretty good though. Like, like I'm looking at you know the armor, I'm like, yeah, Chief looks okay. I'm looking at. I've I've watched one of the Halo movies. I forget which one it was. It was the one that felt like a lost episode of The Outer Limits, and I actually enjoyed it. I forget which one it was. It seemed like you can do interesting stuff in the world of Halo just because it seems so 
like generic and malleable. There's like, good aliens in it too. I think that they're 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 sort of cast of aliens are decent. Yeah, and so I, from the clips of it, it looks okay. I mean, there's so many sci-fi shows. I mean, uh, they, we you had Foundation on Apple TV, Lost in Space on Netflix. Uh, the Expanse uh, TV show is just uh, came back. All of these shows, you know, some of them are pretty good, some of them are just okay, but I'm willing to give this one a chance. Even though I'm not really interested in Halo, I'm just interested in science fiction TV enough to check it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'll definitely give it a shot because I've always kind of liked the world of Halo and shit. I've read a bunch of these stupid fucking books, too. So I'll definitely be watching the show, um, even though I'm like a little uh, I don't know what it's going to end up being. (laughs) I don't know what it'll end up being like. Probably the thing I'm most excited about is uh, Slitherhead. And that's a new horror game from yeah. uh, Bokeh uh, Game Studio, uh, which is led by uh, Keiichiro Toyama, one of the creators of uh, the creator of Silent Hill. And this game oh, yeah, this looks, one looks awesome. so f- weird and fucked up. Now, I'm, I'm mentioning a lot. Uh, now, he's a Japanese uh, creator, but the style of his actually feels like it owes a lot to like Thai horror and Hong Kong horror and uh, Korean horror, especially, especially a lot of modern Korea horror and uh, manga series. It's so creepy. Uh, yeah. It's just, that looks absolutely amazing. Um, very creepy, very, I'm very excited about it. and gory. It looks so much fun. There were a few good horror games. It seems like there's a real like horror, uh, especially survival horror resurgence even it almost seems like a backlash to the sort of well-received Resident Evil two um, and three remakes because they are trying to go back to even yes we are kind of doing tank controls yes we are doing fixed uh, backgrounds I'm not sure if that if Slitherhead is among that but it kind of looked it kind of looked like it was going towards a little bit towards that yeah um, I'm excited about it I really am and I'm glad that I'm glad that they're getting to like. To make more games, you know what I mean? Konami fucked everybody over, and so it is fun to to uh, see them getting to make more games. It's, um, it's amazing they couldn't figure out how to make a Silent Hill game when so many people wanted to do it. It's just there's not as much money as in Pachinko, truly. It really is all it is. Yeah, this shit, uh, Slayerhead looks really, really awesome. Very excited for it. Maybe a little bit more action-y, too, because it does have like a guy jumping around with a sword, but... The great Akira Yamaoka is going to be on the tracks, so you know it's going to be have a great soundtrack. They did um, the Silent Hill soundtracks, which were absolutely amazing. Jack, we haven't done the Silent Hill episode. Oh, I'd be uh, down. Yeah, yeah. I, I replayed a couple Silent Hills earlier, like maybe last year, uh, but I'd be down to do a Silent Hill episode. Yeah, and they just um, they we talked when they put a Silent Hill four on Good Old Games a few, I think in October. Now I'm happy to report that it actually launches. It actually works now. Oh wow! I tested that's huge. it out. So it, that's huge. So. That's an upgrade. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. Um, then there's the uh, there's the two superhero titles coming from from Warner Games. Uh, which I'm interested in, to be honest with you. There's the Suicide Squad one from the Rocksteady from the from from Rocksteady who did the uh, Arkham games, uh, and it looks pretty cool. I'm kind of into like I'm not the biggest Suicide Squad fan, but I I like the idea of like a a you know an Arkham where you can swap between characters who all have different abilities, and it just seems kind of fun. It seems like it's uh, like kind of kooky looking and gta-ish or something or maybe actually more saints row i mean 
Yeah, and that's what I didn't like about it. It looks like Saints Row with like not with not the most interesting characters from DC, let's be honest. I think they started making this after the first Suicide Squad made $800 million, <laughs> and they thought that the second one was going to make a billion dollars because they got James Gunn to do it. That didn't happen, so now they're stuck trying to sell us on like Captain Boomerang and King Shark, which these characters are okay, but like they're not Batman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the the prior games were Batman, and now you're making you're trying to give Harlequin is good, but I don't know. I, it doesn't seem to me like this game really. This game didn't seem that interesting to me. It looks like a lot of other games. It looks like the Avengers game. It looks like Crackdown to me. It looks like Crackdown. Like, I was surprised that I actually thought it looked. I was surprised that I I thought it looked as good as it did because I'm like, this looks like kooky, like a kooky sort of jumping around buildings game. Yeah, I didn't want that. I feel like we have enough of those games. I wanted a more <laughs> like an Arkham style game because we don't have a ton that, of those. But there was another one, the Lord of the Rings game, which used yeah. the Arkham style fighting. And the studio behind that is making the surprise uh, Wonder Woman game, Monolith Productions. And the reason now, maybe Wonder Woman didn't get you too excited, but this is the only game that's allowed to use the Nemesis system because they uh -huh, fucking trademarked. trademarked it. And so if you saw that wonderful innovation in what was, I mean, years and years ago and thought, oh, this was going to make a bunch of video games better. Well, here's the one video game that gets to benefit from it. Uh, Wonder <laughs> you see, they just did the same thing with Death Stranding. They just tra trademarked a Death Stranding type game, and it says like, which is which is a type of game where there's a terrain scanner that shows you you know what the terrain looks like, and you rebuild like the the environments as you go. That was the trademark I, for a Death Stranding type game. I'm not sure if that's going to hold up. I feel like that was I, he, he didn't come up with that. He didn't come up with either Sony's of those the one. Things. Sony's the one that uh that trademarked it. I guess. I'm also excited for Alan Wake too. I liked the first Alan Wake game. I'm surprised to see Alan Wake is back, but I did like Alan Wake, and um, they they're saying it's a survival horror game, so it might be totally different. But I like that um you know those developers, and uh, I like the first Alan Wake, so I'm kind of excited about it. You know what I could go for another Max Payne. Where is Max Payne? Well, Max Payne got bought by Rockstar, and they kind of did the shitty. They kind of did the shitty one, Max Payne three. Well, and, actually, uh, Jack, that's the Jack, last we've I, seen of Max Payne. Jack, I'm sad to report Max Payne three is actually great. It's uh, it's not, it was not a great aesthetic follow up to the original Max Payne, which was you know this black and white noir, and they're yeah. moving it to you know South America, like sort of a Tony Scott, Michael Mann sort of vibe. It didn't quite work but when you go back and play it man it's a good game and the soundtrack by health one of the best soundtracks in in video game history it's just it's a really really ex uh, great game i would highly recommend anybody go back and play it even though it wasn't what we wanted at the time it's a game that i think people would be blown away by if they play it. and it still has very good graphics it looks great uh, even now Listen, I'm a. I love Max Payne. I'd like to see another Max Payne, but but I, you know, nothing beats for me Max Payne one and two. Like yeah. that noir, the way the the tone of the story, 
That's like a, an all timer, you know, one of my that's like one of my all time most fun, like first time experiences. And one I kind of still remember to this day that bullet time, it just fucking kicks ass. Noir with bullet time. Why not? I, I should say, Leslie, for anyone, if anyone like me is thinking about playing Max Payne after this conversation, I just went on Steam and Max Payne one and two as a bundle are four dollars and fifty cents. So you get both games for for like two two twenty five each. So <laughs> I'm gonna be buying uh I'm gonna be buying myself some Max Payne one and two. You see, we see the, all these new games and we just get excited about playing. <laughs> going back, and I know. I'm like Max okay. Payne kicks ass. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the rest of it, it's like you know the Sonic trailer is out and. You know, it does seem like, yeah, Knuckles is in it and Tails is in it, too. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm like, I guess this is looking more like a Sonic movie, you know, than the first one. Robotnik looks more like Robotnik. And, uh, you know, they're, they're <laughs> I mean, they're, we're really seeing Sonic movies. I'm just realizing the trailer was for the Sonic sequel movie and not a video game. I skipped it. I didn't even pay attention. There's two. To it. There's two. There's a there's a there's a trailer for a new video game which they're doing like an open world Sonic or something like that, which I don't really, you know, it seems that it was just and it's just a trailer of him like running around, you know, pretty much. And then there's a movie trailer which is shows the Idris Elba Knuckles Tails shows up and yeah, the Jim Carrey Robotnik is now much more I'm, sort of Robotnik-y. I'm in. As long as Jim Carrey is in it, I'm in. I don't care. I I was shocked by how pleased I was seeing him just ham it up on screen. I am going to watch this dog shit movie with great... I mean, I am too. <laughs> and also for the other reason of like... I'm like, wow, that really looks like Sonic. I mean, the, 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 the poster is like Sonic on Tails's weird, you know, like 1920s, uh, you know, plane standing on the, the wings or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I, my, I, it feels like the first game they like didn't want to do. Um, they didn't at all want. They thought nobody knew anything about Sonic. I think. I think that they were like, oh, Sonic is stupid. Nobody knows who Sonic is. And this one, they're like, I'm like, this really feels like a Sonic movie at this point. It really does. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the Robotnik cut. Um, I'm in. But PUBG is now a free-to-play game. Remember when everybody was in yeah, the PUBG? Yeah, I'm off PUBG, I think, for the rest of my days. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever play PUBG ever again. I don't even like Fortnite that much, and it's just like a more polished version of PUBG. PUBG, how many years has it been out, and it still doesn't feel finished at all? It yeah, feels, exactly. It still feels completely broken. Yeah, it feels cheap. That, that was the big thing. Like, that game seemed like, okay, it's a smaller game, but it's taking the world by storm. But then you just yeah. had, like, Epic, you know, copy it, and big companies copy it, and no smaller game is really going to succeed because it's not going to have the polish. Yeah, uh, and, even and they, it kind of never, it like still doesn't have the polish to this day. It's like, you know, and it's one of the, it's like TiVo, you know what I mean? TiVo came out and everyone was like, how novel, rewinding TV. And then all the big guys just made their own and were just like, just pummeled them out of business, you know? So Call of Duty Warzone, again, free to play. Like how could PUBG yeah. survive when you how can play? Can you, and they've been charging $40 for PUBG this entire time while like every child in America <laughs> plays <laughs> Fortnite because it's free and available on every single device that they own like yeah PUBG goes free to play like about three years too late oh I did have one thing to mention Jack um, mm -hmm. I did have a little bit of a news uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, we uh, not nightly but regular 
call-in show on the call-in oh, nice. app uh, called uh, Culture with Leslie the Third, and we'll just be taking calls and talking about movies, music, video games, all sorts of stuff, similar to what we do on Struggle Session, but not as the deep dives. You know, where'd you say this is going to be? It's on the call-in app. It's a brand new app mm. now. It's on iOS only for now. I'm very, very sorry about that. But the shows will be archived on there, and they will have on Android and all the different stuff soon. But I'm on there. few people are on there. It's a pretty cool uh, app. It's a little bit uh, better for your time uh, than, uh, say, a Twitch uh, channel when you're uh, compared to, like, a host. Like, the time versus money you have to spend on it. I'll be open with it, like, doing a Twitch channel uh, it takes a lot of time if you ever want to make any money for it. But doing that yeah, sucks. If you could, yeah, if you can do live stuff on the app and they're willing to, you know, pay up front for the shows and you don't have to ask the audience for money, I think that's a good thing. So that's what. Oh, they I'm are. Well, damn, that yeah. sounds pretty good actually. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, yes. cool. Well, that's great. Uh, do the check out Leslie's call-in show. You're doing that like every kind of weekly. You said. Yeah, I'm, I have, I'm still working on the schedule. I'm thinking maybe it'll be something like every Wednesday, every Friday, and be at night in the in the evening. In fact, I think I might do one uh, tonight or Saturday talking about uh, The Expanse uh, since the new season is out. So if anybody wants to call in, tell me what you think about The Expanse, tell me what you think about the new season, feel free to do so. Just find me on the call-in app at Leslie Lee III, and it's C-A-L-L-I-N on the App Store. Hell yeah. All right, cool. Everybody check it out. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for the Game Awards. So, you know, that's that, I guess. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Struggle Session. Have a good one. See ya.